Morning, everyone. <laughs> Morning, everyone. Morning, that's good. And uh, very welcome to our service this morning. And can I just wish you a very happy new year and a blessed new year. And anyone that's watching online as well, a very happy new year to you also. And very welcome to our service. Um, I have just one announcement, which next Sunday morning is our communion uh, Sunday. Um, so please, if you let folk know, I know there's some people away and not here today. If you let them know, I'd appreciate that. So I just want to start our service with a very appropriate uh, passage from Jeremiah chapter 29. It's verses 11 to 14. And it's a good, it's a good, it's a good one to think on, you know, with regards to coming into the new year, what God has in store for us. It says, For I know the thoughts that I think towards you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you a future and a hope. Then you will call upon me and go and pray to me, and I will listen to you. And you will seek me and find me when you search for me with all your heart. I will be found by you, says the Lord. I will be found by you. Let's pray. Father, we just want to thank you for our Christmas period, our time when we could spend time with our family, Lord, when we could celebrate the birth of your son. And Lord, as we come into a new year, I year, I pray that you would give us a sense of expectation. Uh, Lord, that that little verse might uh, be promoted this year, Lord, in our hearts, that if we seek you with all our hearts, we will find you. And we ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. And now we're just going to watch a short uh, prayer. It's a New Year prayer uh, on YouTube that I found during the week.
Let's stand and worship God with blessed assurance, Jesus is mine, knowing that whatever comes, good or bad, this year, uh, Jesus is ours. We have Christ with us. I'd like to read uh, from Hebrews chapter 12, Hebrews 12, verses 1 to 3. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles, and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us. Let us fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured such opposition from sinful men, so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. There's another little video here. Uh, it's, about, it's called A New Year Focused on Jesus. Let's just watch this and uh, reflect on it.
Let's pray, and we'll finish uh, the prayer with the Lord's Prayer in a moment. Father, as we meet together in this new year at Ballycrocken Presbyterian Church, we ask that you might move among us in these days and in the weeks and in the years to come. We pray, Lord, that you would prepare us for revival, for revival within our own hearts, for revival within Bangor. Each minister, each elder, each member of our congregation, may our hearts desire be only for you. Pray we move within our hearts, we pray. We ask that you would bring a deep conviction of sin and you clear awareness of how we have offended you. A genuine repentance in our hearts. Show us our wrong motives. Show us our wrong priorities. And give us a spiritual brokenness and recognition that our own resources are not enough that it's not by might nor by power, but by your spirit. We pray, God, for a spiritual awakening within our hearts. Kindle a new fire within our souls. Increase our faith to a new level of greater expectancy. Increase the hunger in our souls to seek your face in prayer and put within us a hunger for seeing answers and breakthroughs come as a result of prayer. You have all dominion above all principalities and powers. Help us under the leading of your spirit to tap into such resources. Give us, Father, a burden for the lost. Give us a a burden for souls and a passion to see people saved. Share your heart with us. Show us how you see those family members, those friends or neighbors or members of our own congregation who are still outside the kingdom of God. Engrave their names on our hearts and help us wrestle in prayer until we see breakthrough after breakthrough. Move within our hearts, we pray. Pour out your Spirit upon us and upon this land of ours, that a land of spiritual wilderness may once again be hungry for your presence. Do a new thing in Bangor. Give us back the years that the locust has eaten. Draw us closer to you that you may draw closer to us. Make our churches significant in such a secular society, a society which has many problems, which, but which offers very few answers. Make us light, make us salt, make us Christ-centered. Give us strength for each day and wisdom for each task. Guide us in all we do and say, and in years to come may our church see the fruit of our faithful sowing. And we join together as we say the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. I think it was Christmas morning. I sort of finished off the service with that, uh, that passage where Jesus, having risen, walks together with uh, two disciples to a mess. 
and opens up the scriptures to them. And he notices by the way they're walking that they look sad, that it looks like they've lost hope. And he comes alongside them and speaks to them. And then by the end of the journey, their hearts are burning. And as we go into 2023 with a sense of expectancy, we don't know what's coming. Good things, bad things, but we have Christ to walk alongside us every step of the journey. So we're going to sing, uh, it's an old hymn, I know, but it was one of my mum and dad's favourites. And uh, I remember William McRae, I think, Reverend William McRae was the first person I ever heard sing this. And we were in the Ulster Hall. My mum and dad took my sister and I, and it was so packed that they led us up onto the stage. So we were, stand, we were sitting just behind William McRae as he sang this song, and I've never forgot it. So it's because he lives, I can face tomorrow.
I want to uh, read just from Romans chapter 5, Romans 5, uh, verses 1 to 8. Therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom also we have access by faith into this grace in which we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. And not only that, but we also glory in tribulations, knowing that tribulation produces perseverance, and perseverance character, and character hope. Now hope does not disappoint because the love of God has been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit who was given to us. For when we were still without strength, in due time Christ died for the ungodly. For scarcely for a righteous man will one die, yet perhaps for a good man someone would even dare to die. But God demonstrates his own love toward us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. And we're going to have a wee bit of contemplative worship. Um, My heart is filled with thankfulness by Keith and Christine Getty.
Father, we really do want to thank you for 2022, for how you have been with us, Lord, even in the difficult times. Our Lord, we've felt your hand, we've felt your strength, we've felt your presence. And Father, I pray, God, that as we go into 2023, that God, knowing your strength and your guidance and your presence in the past, may, Lord, be helpful to us as we step out into a new year to know that the same God who was with us in the past will be with us again in good times and in bad. I pray, Lord, that you would be with us, Lord, as we look at your word. And, Lord, that you would give each of us something, Lord, to take home, to take with us into this new year, a a promise, an encouragement, a strength. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I wonder, can I just ask you one question? Um, As you enter a new year, do you have hope? Do you have hope? The year 2022 has been a very difficult year for many. There have been job losses. There have been bankruptcies. There's been houses that have been repossessed and the health services struggling to cope. Um, There's the cost of living crisis. In our world today, do you have hope? Is there any reason why we should enter 2023 with a sense of hope? Hope for us can be a very elusive thing. If all goes well, this is what I'd like to happen. That's what we usually do, refer to as hope. As long as everything goes well, I have hope that I'll have this or I'll do that. You know, when you were young, you perhaps had great hopes and dreams of what you would like to achieve in life. But those hopes and dreams perhaps were put on hold or shattered because of some unforeseen circumstances. Perhaps the fulfillment of those hopes and dreams depended perhaps on having a good marriage. But as your marriage perhaps fell apart, so did your hopes and dreams. Perhaps your hope was to progress in your career to the point where you could offer your wife and children a comfortable lifestyle. But now perhaps in the past year or years, you've you've lost your job and now you're just, you can't see how you're going to achieve what you went out to achieve. Or perhaps you're entering the new year having recently lost your husband or a wife or a loved one. In previous years, you've entered the new year with them and there's been hope, but this year you don't know how to hope. Well, I'd like to speak this afternoon on a different kind of hope, one that's not so elusive, one that's not so dependent upon circumstances. If or when all other hopes collapse, this hope stands strong and true. Hope in God is different from all other types of hope. God is faithful. He's not going anywhere. He will not run off with someone else. He will be by your side during sunshine, during the rain. His love for you does not depend upon your ability, does not depend upon your achievements. It's an unconditional love. But like a parent and a child, if your son goes and raids the biscuit tin and uh, devours all the chocolate biscuits, but then with chocolate all over his face says, I didn't do it, well... (laughs) Even though his hands are covered in the chocolate and his face is covered in the chocolate, you may discipline him, but you will never stop loving him. Whatever mistakes you've made in the past, whatever mess you have gotten yourself into in the past, 
God's love stands firm. God's love stands true. His arms of comfort and forgiveness are always open. And it's in that context that of knowing that we are loved by God that we can, we can move into the future uh, with hope. Paul writes in Philippians 3 verse 13, Forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead, I press toward the goal. As a child, I went with, my, with family and friends to see Carrickareed Rope Bridge. That's when it was a proper rope bridge and so stable now. There's no fear there, but it used to be, and I'm sure many of you remember it, as an old rope bridge. It used to sway and, and some of the, the actual pieces of wood under your feet seemed to be loose. Um, well, I went as a child. Uh, the, the bridge was... Just, it was daunting looking, it was exciting looking, it looked dangerous, it moved with the wind, uh, but the bridge was the only way of getting you over to this island. And because you took your life in your hands crossing the bridge, it made the island look even more attractive to get there. Well, I didn't go as a child over the bridge, I wasn't allowed, but in my teenage years I went back and crossed it. But faith is a bridge. Our faith in God is a bridge. It looks daunting at times. It looks dangerous. It sways in the wind. And you may have many family and friends telling you, don't do it. It's a thing of the past to trust in God. Don't put one step on that faith bridge. Yet when you do, when you step onto that faith bridge, when you put your trust in God, it's exhilarating, and you begin to receive from God what he has for you, and you begin to experience God. The difficulty is, as Jesus rightly said, in this life there will be trouble. There will be times when you're crossing that bridge, when the sunshine moves behind a cloud, or when the air becomes cold and the sky becomes dark and overcast, while the wind begins to make the bridge sway back and forward. Paul in Romans 5 refers to such times as tribulations. Tribulations can shake your faith from side to side and make you lose hope. But Paul says here to let the hard times be used to produce something positive. Let the furnace that you go through produce something that is stronger when it comes out the other end. Allow God to shape something good in you as a result of the storms. Look for the presence of God in the hard times. I once heard someone say, uh, you learn more through tears than you do through laughter. Tribulation. There will be times of trouble. Paul says produce, tribulation produces perseverance. Perseverance, character. Character, hope. You know, during daylight hours, we, we fail to appreciate a light bulb's value and its worth, really. E even if we switch it on, it doesn't make much difference because we're in the daylight hours. But it's, it's when night falls when we fully appreciate the light, the bulb's true value. Hope in God is like that. When everything's going well, hope may seem to be something small and insignificant, something we don't really need because everything's going so well. Why would I need hope? 
But when night falls on our lives and everything becomes dark and hope is God, in God is all we have, our hope in God shines in the darkness and we begin to see its value, begin to see its worth. Our faith bridge as we connect to God gives us something solid to depend upon. Now, Paul writes in verse 5 here, now I hope it does not disappoint. This is not a hope in ourselves. This is not a hope in others. This is not a hope in our politicians. This is a hope that is rooted and fixed in God. And Paul says, it will not disappoint us. You know, we can move into 2023 with a hope in God that will not disappoint us. God doesn't promise something and then walk away from that promise. But what God promises, he fulfills. And Paul says, now hope does not disappoint because the love of God has been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit who was given to us. What Paul means here is that we have put our trust in Jesus Christ and over that little faith bridge, over that little bridge of faith, has come the Holy Spirit to make his home in our hearts and in our lives. And uh, that's part of the package that the Holy Spirit has downloaded within us, the absolute assurance of who we are as children of God, and the love of God is downloaded into our hearts. And Paul says, now I hope it does not disappoint because the love of God has been poured out in our hearts. We're experiencing it by the Holy Spirit who was given to us. No matter what mistakes we make or times we mess up, God's love will always be a fixed point in our lives. No matter what storms we have to go through, God's love will always be that fixed point in our lives. 2 Corinthians 4, verse 8, Paul writes of his own experience, he says, we are hard-pressed on every side. He says, yet not crushed. We are perplexed, but we're not in despair. He says, we're persecuted, but we're not forsaken. We're struck down, but we're not destroyed. He writes, even though our outward man is perishing, our physical bodies are growing tired and weak and frail. Yet he says that the inward man is being renewed day by day by day. His relationship with God in spite of the aches and pains, in spite of the trials, in spite of the storms, our relationship with God is growing, our soul is being refreshed, and his spiritual resources are being replenished, more especially in the storms of life. So when we go into a storm, we have Christ. When we go into a situation of bereavement, when we lose someone, we have Christ. When we go into a hospital bed, we have Christ. When we find our lives are thrown into disarray for some reason, we have Christ. And he's not going anywhere. His love put in our hearts, his, by his Holy Spirit, 
we have that fixed point, that anchor point that will never disappoint. Paul writes in 1 Corinthians 13, verse 13, and now these remain, these three remain, faith, hope, and love. But the greatest of these is love. And it's that love which gives us hope. We love God as we go into 2023, and such hope will never disappoint. We might feel frail. The bridge of faith might go like that in 2023. But God's love for us means that we remain firm in him. May I ask you just how your relationship with Jesus Christ is? If he asked you as he asked Peter, do you love me? If that was his question this morning, and so often we can try and divert to different things like the woman at the well, when Jesus started to get into her personal life, she was all talking about different things apart from her own life. And if Jesus was to come here this morning physically and sit down and have a coffee with you and say, now listen, I want you to not be distracted with any other theological issues, any other issues in your life. Do you love me? What would your answer be? What would my answer be? Because his love for you has never been greater and never will be greater. His love for you is constant. And often we can get caught up in life with so many things. It sometimes takes something, a tragedy in our lives, something, a wake-up call, a storm, to come to help us know what's really important. Now, Paul here in Romans 5, he brings things into perspective as he takes us by the hand to Calvary. He says, God's love for you will never disappoint, but let me show you. And he takes us to Calvary. And as he takes us to Calvary, everything else falls into insignificance. If you want to know what love looks like, let's just have a look here. Let's look at the pain on his face on the cross. Let's look at the blood run down his head. Let's look at the nail prints in his hands and in his feet. Let me just take you to the cross and let me just show you how much he loves you. And Paul says, God loved you away before you ever did anything to try to get him to like you. God had you on his mind a long time before you ever had him on your mind. God saw you in your sinful mess and loved you just the same. Paul puts it like this in verse 8. God demonstrates his love for us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. He loved us. Just like that song, Billy Graham's song, used to sing at the Crusades, just as I am without one plea. Coming to Christ, you come as you are. You don't clean yourself up and try and make him like you. He's, Paul says here, he loved you when you were in your mess. Come as you are. 
You know, we can go into 2023 knowing that God's love for us is firm. God's love for us is true. His faithfulness to us is undying. During the Thirty Years' War in the 17th century, there was a German pastor, Gerthard, Paul Gerthard, and his family, they were forced to flee from their home. And one night as they stayed in a small village in, homeless and afraid, his wife broke into tears and cried openly in despair. And he comforted her. And to comfort her, Gerhard reminded her of Scripture promises about God's provision and God's keeping. They'd gone out to the garden to be alone. He too broke down and wept on his own. He felt he had come to his darkest hour. Soon afterward, Gerhard felt the burden lifted and he sensed anew the Lord's presence. And taking his pen, he wrote a hymn that has brought comfort to many. And I don't know if you know this hymn, but let me read just a verse from this hymn. This is a hymn he wrote in the middle of the 17th century when he had been under severe pressure and war situation, terrible situation. And taking his pen, he sat down and he wrote this hymn, and it's brought comfort to many people. Give to the winds thy fears. Hope and be undismayed. God hears thy sighs and counts thy tears. God shall lift up thy head. Through waves and clouds and storms, he gently clears the way. Wait thou his time, so shall the night soon end in joyous day. It's often in our darkest times that God makes his presence known most clearly. And he uses our sufferings, he uses our troubles to show us that he is our only source of strength. And when we see this truth, like Pastor Gerhardt, we receive new hope. Our hope in God lights within us. We know that no matter what comes our way, God's love will be our strength for today and for tomorrow and for the next year and the years to come. God's love is our strength. You are loved by God no matter what happens in this life, good or bad. He has you. When you give your life to Christ, you're in his hand and he'll never let you go. You're safe. Let's pray. Father, we just, we want to come to this new year with a sense of expectation. With a sense of expectation, what you can do in our midst, in our community. But Lord, with a sense of expectation of what you can do in our own hearts of the relationship that you can grow between us and you this year, that this time next year, Lord, we'll be growing deeper into you and we'll know and experience your love even more than we do already. But we thank you, God, that you are a faithful God. And we pray, Father, that we might be able to step on that faith bridge and trust in you no matter what comes, no matter what storms come, that we would trust you and know a joy and a, and a peace and a sense of your presence in good or bad situations. And that you would lead us on with yourself um, in our relationship with you. And we ask these things in the name of Jesus Christ.
Amen. So we're going to uh, finish with uh, my hope is built on nothing less. Now may the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all, now and forevermore. Amen.
Happy New Year and have a good day today.